Hello and welcome to the Darren Clarkson King podcast. I'm Darren Clarkson King and for those of you that listen to this podcast regularly, well I say regularly, it's not got any schedules, there's no regularity to it, you'll know that I'm a Himalayan whitewater kayaker. When I'm in the UK, I live in North Wales. Do loads of whitewater kayaking, that's pretty much my thing. I have a company called Pureland Expeditions, but this podcast is not about Pureland Expeditions, not about any trips that I run, definitely not about product placement, and there's no money behind it. It's just me rattling on, talking an insane amount of rubbish. Okay? As you guys know, guys, guys and gals know, there's a little bit of an issue at the moment with a certain virus. So I might do a few more podcasts than I had planned. I tried to bang one out like at least once a month, maybe once every three weeks, but I might bang a few more out for entertainment. Now, when I'm in North Wales, I live in Snowdonia for all intents and purposes. And I've seen a huge amount of people that I want to say are cockwombles, but that's not a very nice word. And, uh, you know, people travelling in from the cities to escape the zombie apocalypse or whatever it is and basically putting the people of Wales, Snowdonia with its limited resources uh, in walk, in, into difficulty. There's been a couple of farmers who put signs up telling people to go home and they're not welcome and Wales is closed and all that. Now, you know, Matt and Rescue have been out as well rescuing people and I don't quite know what people don't understand about essential travel only. Now, I've said it, it's done. This podcast is not going to be about that. It's not going to be about emotional retards that don't understand how this thing works. It's not going to be about people that understand QAnon, whatever that is, and conspiracies for Trump and all that. I don't give a monkeys about any of that. What I'm going to do is basically... Chat rubbish to you for around 20 minutes, maybe a bit less if I get bored, maybe a bit more if I get excited. And I'll talk about stuff that a few people have messaged me about. And first off, I'm going to talk about things we can do as kayakers while we're sort of in social distancing measures. Just bear with me a second while I take a drink of coffee. Yeah, so if we're social distancing... And we're not able to get out on the rivers, or on the sea, or any of that stuff. But we still want to keep up with, you know, what we love to do. I'd really, really advise that we sort of read about, watch videos about, and practice our whitewater safety skills. There's a really good book, you can download it. Uh, I think it's called Whitewater Safety Rescue Essentials. Something like that. It's by Chris Brain. Now, I'll try and find a link to it when I actually social spam everyone with this podcast, but it's Chris Brain anyway. There's also the old classics that you can buy. You might even have Whitewater Safety and Rescue by Franco. That's really good. Uh, I've also got in front of me now River Rescue by Slim Ray and Les Bextel. And I've got Charlie Walbridge's River Safety Report. 92, 95 in front of me. Really good reads. All of them really good reads. The Charlie Walbridge one's brilliant. Uh, little excerpts inside of, you know, incidents on the river. There's one here about kayaker pinned in Great Falls on the fish ladder. Written by a guy called Dave Brunton. 
uh, flicking through it, you've got uh, double raft fatality, not such a nice story. But lessons to be learnt there. You know, you've got uh, stories about river guides, stories about boat pins. All just really good, you know, really interesting things. That's a Charlie Walbridge River Safety Report. Don't know if you can get it in Britain. Don't know how popular it is in the States. But it's an American Canoe Association publication as far as I know. River Rescue, like I say, Les Bexel, Slim Ray. Really good. Quite a dated book. Uh, my copy is... Do, 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 do. Where's my copy? Look in the front. It's signed in my copy, I've just noticed. 85. So very dated. But some of the stuff in there is still relevant. Then you've got Chris Brain's book, uh, book, which is digital, and also uh, proper print. And then you've got Franco's book, which, again, really good. Well worth looking at. Whitewater kayakers, canoeists, get yourself on these. Read up on this stuff and practice. One of the things that you should practice, and I've been telling people they should for ages, is your mechanical advantage. If you've got a garden... Get yourself your boat down one end and practice, you know, getting it off a pin. Using mechanical advantage, you know, one to one boy scout method, we know that. Excuse me, we know two to one, we know three to one. I'm not going to go into details, you know, I'm sure there's a thousand YouTube videos and if you've been on a course you know it. If you've not been on a course, maybe you can like, book one for after all this craziness is finished. But practice, three to one, for me, three to one is one of the things that you just need to do. Excuse me, another cup of coffee there. A coffee. But a three to one, getting a boat off a pin on a three to one. One of the core skills I think everyone needs. Now, ages ago, it's got to be best part of 15 years ago, I was watching an LVM, and for those that don't know, LVM, Lunch Video Magazine, I think some of the guys are now involved with the Hammer Factor podcast. Jason Hale was saying that people underwater take an involuntary breath after 48 seconds. So if you're going to do this Z drag, it might be quite, now's the time, isn't it, to sort of dial that in, get your three to one so quick that you can do it in 47 seconds. Because if you've got somebody pinned in that boat and you can't get them out any other way, then, you know, pulling them out on that system in 47 seconds and not 48 gives you that little margin of error. I mean, I could be talking a load of baloney, you know. I could be a complete, you know, idiot for saying that. But it's, you know, one of those things. I think the quicker you can do it safely is always a good thing. Don't rely on other people. Use this time in your garden, dragging your boats around. If you've not got your boat around, because maybe it's at the clubhouse, or you don't have a garden, do it in your lounge. Move your table across your lounge. Tie it to your kids, you know. Get your kids there, tie some rope around the legs, yank them around the carpet. That'd be alright, wouldn't it? You could do that. You know, maybe you're in a new relationship, you know. Maybe you've met somebody in the pub on a Friday night, and now you both coughed on Saturday morning, so you've got to isolate with each other for 14 days. That's alright. Take your ropes and your pulleys into bed. you got a fortnight worth of fun there, I'm sure. So, I, <laughs> I was saying, it's a really good thing. Do that. Bit of throw line practice. Get yourself some throw bag Olympics going on. Maybe you could record it, you know, stick it on social media, get your mates involved. I think that'd be a really good thing. 
probably a good thing to sit down now and work out what's in your PFD. Are you carrying enough or not enough? I met someone recently that only had a two and a half metre sling on him in the PFD. Now that's no good to anyone. I mean, it was no good for tying boats on the roof after we did the run, but it's definitely no good for anything else. So have a sit down with your gear, work out what you need, what you don't need. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, talking of gear, somebody's asked, can I talk about what gear I take when I do multi-day trips? Oh, excuse me. And I can. Super easy, in it, multi-day trips. You take pretty much the same with you doing one night or five nights. Obviously, people want to be sensible answers. And what, what do you need? A sleeping bag, some sort of bivy bag in the tarp, maybe. A tent if you're going somewhere cold like Alaska. Food. And your normal paddling kit. That's what you need, isn't it? I've done 10 day trips with no sleeping bag where I've stayed in villages. That's fine. I did a, when I did one trip, I think I might have even said this on a podcast before. I thought I sort of knew how to self support. Deepest, darkest stikeen. I've got these freeze-dried meals, thinking I'm the kid here, I knew I'd do it. American lads I'm paddling with are making cream cheese and salmon bagels and little mini pizzas. I've known people that have taken steak. I've known people that have made grilled cheese sandwiches. I know myself, I am quite enjoy taking eggs, maybe making scrambled eggs or hash browns. But anyway, these lads on the stikeen, they took a cream cheese and salmon bagels. It's all right, innit? But you take all you want. I've taken cold pizza with me. I've taken my wallet on a lot of trips. You buy stuff on the way down. But, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? And that's what you... I've taken from what you do. I ain't not taken... I think I've said this before. I've taken a cricket set in my boat. You know? Yoga mats and yoga blocks. I've had the George's had them. I've not had them in my boat because I'm lazy. But George, in, George takes like his yoga mat and yoga blocks. Excuse me. You can take what you like as long as it fits in your boat. The bigger your boat, the more stuff you can take, doesn't it? Take an axe, chop some trees down, uh, and take what you need. But joking aside, you just got to be practical, and you've got to know what it is you want to take. And what you're going to use it for. Has it got two purposes? Can you use your river knife for cutting your veggies when you're making your meal? Don't take another knife then, do you? You know, are you taking a stove or are you going to have firewood? Now, for years, years and years, I've been using a little gas stove and gas canister. But that's not the best system in the world. Something like an MSR like a multi-fuel stove, they're really good. And again, people know this podcast is not sponsored in any way. So I can talk about brands, and you guys know that I've not got it for free, you know. But the MSR's a really good thing, you know. It accepts m- different fuels, works really well. Like it. It's a good system. Actually, I've used gas canisters a lot. Open fires, big fan of open fires. But I've just got a co- I've just come across a British uh, company called Polymath, you can probably Google them. You can hear this now, can't you? It's a little polymath uh, stove. Polymath stove, and it's a spirit burner. So, yeah, 
see, you can't see it. I know you can't. It's a spirit burner. Imagine a Vaseline uh, tin, not the jar. Not the jar that you put your big fingers in and uh, make little jokes about. You know, like the the little tin that that you carry for I don't know vanity. I imagine it's about the size of a Vaseline jar, the tin rather. About the size of a Vaseline tin, and it's uh, got some sort of carbon weave inside. You pour your spirit in there. It's tiny. Polymath products. British company, British made, really good kit. I've, I've actually used that recently on a bivy camp uh, out in the hills, and I will be using it as my go-to expedition stove on any trip I go on. It's tiny, it'll pack, packs down super small, super light, and it can, means I can carry a stove with, with fuel or spirit burner. But a lot of people don't want to do that. You might want to take gas, you might want to fire. MSR, like I say, really good. But that's me. I like my kit. I like talking about kit. I like talking about kit a lot. <sighs> Somebody asked me, like, one piece of kit that I wouldn't go on expedition without. Now, obviously, you've got your obvious choices, like your boat, your paddle, your dry suit, and all that. And one piece of kit that I just think is relatively underrated because it's not trendy. But it's a jacket, I, it's a, a jacket, it's back to my clothing I took into the Stikine with me. And I've had it for over 20 years and I've still, I've got a new one now, but the old one's still going. And that's a buffalo jacket, which is pile and pertex. For those that don't know what a buffalo jacket is. Buffalo jacket, they're expensive now. You know, they're not cheap bits of kit. And when you get them from the factory, they don't smell of cigarette smoke like they used to do back in the early days. But they're still, you know, based on the original pattern. They've still got the basic colours. They've probably got very little street cred. But they are super, super practical. After you get off the river, they're always a bit damp, I find. And if I put my buffalo jacket on over my thermals, or I can take my thermals off and put my... I'm toasty warm. Toasty warm. I paddled with my buffalo jacket on my SUP, but in the rain, been more than fine. It's bulky, I get it. It's not like a Primaloff jacket. I've got a couple of Primaloffs, you know, Patagonia, Nano, Puff and whatnot. And they're way cooler, and, you know, you can have a satchel bag and walk into any of the outdoor centres, you look like a professional. Whereas if you've got your buffalo on, you look like somebody that sleeps in a ditch. Because buffalo have not got the same street cred as Patagonia. But it's a really good bit of kit. Uh, windproof. It's not waterproof, but do, the way it works, it doesn't need to be. Draws moisture away from your skin and sort of kicks it outside. Really, really good bit of kit. Not sponsored by Buffalo in the slightest. Don't give a monkeys. British-made product. If you don't have one, save your money from not going paddling while this you know, COVID-19 is kicking about. Save up and just buy a Buffalo jacket. Get the special six-shirt or the mountain shirt. You can't go wrong. Awesome bit of kit. Took one to the Stikine. Will take one again if I ever go back to Alaska or Northern British Columbia. And will take one or a version of the Special Six uh, when I go back to the Himalayas on big trips. I think it's a really, really good bit of kit. If you want something that's maybe a little lighter, you could go for a bit of like a Paramo, like the Ostro, which is like a two-part system, but it works on the same principles. Again, not sponsored by Paramore, 
works on very similar principles. I think a lot of brands do the same product. Montaigne do one, Snugpack do one. I think Vab do one called the Alpha. It's very similar. Well worth getting as jackets. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, I know this podcast here isn't you know not structured in any way, shape or form. And I do just rattle on and that's fine, isn't it? Absolutely fine. Some of these podcasts are a bit jokey, some are a bit serious. But you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Excuse me. Another thing, on a more serious note, while we're all holed up and we're not driving around the country to go paddling, if we're lucky enough and we live next to a bit of water and we can social distance while we do that, obviously we'd go paddling, but no one's going to get in the car and drive 200 miles, are they? What we can do is we can look at maybe our splits. I'm sure we've all got old paddles kicking about. I know I certainly have. And what I plan to do with these old paddles is chop them in half and make some emergency paddles. Got a couple of old Cobras, aluminium shaft, Slagle-style Cobras. For those that don't know Slagle paddles, they're just cool. So I need to know. Cool paddles. They did some that had pink, like a pinky red blade and like a greeny yellow blade. Stop and go paddles. They were really good because you could like lift your paddle up and show the green blade and people would paddle down, put the red blade up and people would stop, which was all very well and good until you got stuck in a pour over and you had the green blade showing and it looked like you were waving people to come down and really you were getting an ass handed to you. Anyway, I'm going to get some of these old paddles, I'm going to chop them up and make some splits because we all need splits and nobody paddles with them, even on day trips people do it. And people should, you know, even if it's an old Schlegel or an old Cobra, still better than walking out, isn't it? You know, get those paddles. Pretty easy to make a, a set of, like, bodgy splits. I've got a set of splits in uh, in India that I use as my main paddle for nearly a year, and it's a chopped shaft with a bit of wood wedged down it and duct tape. And that held for the best part of a year as, my, as a main paddle. So don't think that we've got to be spunking a load of money on Werner's latest. I'm not saying don't buy Werner's latest because I think the Werner four pieces is an amazing bit of kit. But if you haven't got the money, you know, get yourself an old paddle, chop it in half, bit of piping or something down the middle, duct tape it up, works fine, you know. I say duct tape, I think there's a brand called Gorilla Tape. You can use Gorilla Tape, do what you like. You can put push buttons in there, you can do all sorts, can't you? So anyway, that's where I'm at with splits. Okay, we've covered that, haven't we? We've covered packing for multi-days. We've covered all sorts, isn't it? It's 19 minutes long, and I think I'm sort of done. Now, I will. I am going to rattle a load more of these podcasts off, because people have got to get through the next few weeks of uncertainty, maybe the next month or so of uncertainty. If you're you know, in the vulnerable category, we need to support you guys. And, we, you know, we, as a society, we need to make sure you guys are stimulated and entertained and not going stir-crazy. Okay, so I will put a load more of these podcasts out if people want. If you want me to shut up, then just tell me, I'll shut up. But if you want some more, you want to talk about stuff, comment below on Podbean, comment in social media. You got me on Facebook, you know that. You can message me at purelandexpeditions.com, we all know that. Do it, we'll, we'll get like a bit, of, a bit of a spirit going and I'll bang some more of these out. 
I won't do them daily, you know, but I will keep doing them. I'm just keep going, guys. It's all going to be good, guys. Guys and girls, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a Yorkshireman. I'm going to keep saying guys. Don't know why. I'd be, no offence there, is it at all? Also, don't worry about the toilet paper shortage. You know, you don't need toilet paper, do you? You've got your left hand in water. You can deal with it. We can do this, everyone. Anyway, smile. Have fun. Remember, it's not scripted, is it? Load of load of bobbins, you know. But thank you for listening. I've enjoyed talking to nobody. Going to finish my coffee and uh, play on the internet. All right, toodle pips. <laughs>